train. It's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky. Spread your wings. Super, a father met God today with the birth of his first son. Little bouncing baby boy and the apple of his eye on the tree of fruit. The, the fruit of his loins tree is every day a gift. Find out this week on Ballin' Out Super. It's every day a gift. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super Duper. I think we should really record like a radio jingle Super. now that we do this over Zoom. <laughs> we can't pick the ball. Right, we can make it happen ball. right now. Everybody say super one by one and I will edit them together so it's a, a beautiful harmony. All right, yes. let's go around ramen. Alex. Super. Dono. Super Audrey. Super Katie. Super great. That's great. Good job, everybody. Really good. Welcome back to Ballin' Out Super. I'm American Sweetheart Katie Rosleyan. With me, as always, is my faithful friend, Alex Petak. Is every day a gift? Thanks for coming back. Is every day a gift? Uh, speaking of a gift, sometimes that comes in the tote bag. What our guests today oh. are the hosts of the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast, Dono and Audrey. What's up? I feel like Audrey. Can... Why do they call it the present? Because <laughs> it's there a... ain't nothing like it. Because <laughs> it's a gift, much like the the gift of this new day I received forty five minutes ago when I woke up. Very good. I feel like you keep calling me Aubrey. It's Audrey, though. Aubrey is the more common trans girl name I have found. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Are there a lot of Aubreys? I don't know any except Aubrey Plaza, who I do. It's like, Uh, I know a lot of Audreys (laughs) and Aubreys. I also, Alex can tell you, I used to host an open mic, and mispronouncing names is a, a Oh, yeah. Equal opportunity experience. <laughs> this is with part me. of Katie's skill set. I became. <laughs> I, I literally, Alex will not let me read emails anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> She's the host of everyone's favorite show, Dragon Ball Z. way. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, folks, it's it's the freaking weekend right now. Audrey, how long have you been awake? Let's do a running time. Uh, I've been up since 8 a.m. I've had breakfast. I've had lunch. I've done the whole thing. I've watched many hours of anime today. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay, that's exactly the same day I've had, Katie. I woke up more at a leisurely, like I woke up at first at seven because that's where my internal clock sat. And I was like, no, no, no. We simply had too much fun last night. Wake up at seven. Do I want a baby? No. Okay. No. (laughs) Internal clock. And went. <laughs> went back to sleep and then i would say i woke up around 10 did my bathrooms took some phone calls and i 
I got a sausage, egg, and cheese and a sugary coffee from the bodega. Oh, oh. I'm very jealous. Oh, I'm hearing I, about it just now. I'm getting all I, excited. Uh, I watched our bonus anime already, so I had some time on my hands, and then I ended up watching the dramedy rom-com uh, uh, Together Together with Patty Harrelson and Ed Helms, and I cried. I cried at it like three different times, and I was not expecting that. And then after crying, I had to watch Dragon Ball Z. Right. And now I'm here. <laughs> the way with it's you intended guys. to be viewed. <laughs> Patty so Harrison really has like, a sad show. It's a t- it's a movie. She's she's taken a you know, you know, like when they're like, what if these comedians were kind of funny, but like now That's lesser sad. and a My more least serious favorite role? genre of show. Ooh. Yes, I know you. I know it's your least. It's not a show. It's a movie. OK, it's a movie. It is better uh, when and, it's a movie. Yes, it's, I'm it's just prickly. A, yeah, but uh. I agree with you. I know we've had this conversation before. I hate it when shows do that. But I will say if you are open to this genre, it was really just cute. And I, I wept. And uh, it the plot is that Ed Helms is a single guy who wants to have a baby. And Patty Harrison, oh. who is a famous trans woman comedian, just plays uh, his surrogate who carries his baby. And they help each other with life. And I can't I believe Ed Helms is a single man because he's such a catch, you know? I know. What an you know, absolute charismatic he, titan of Ed Helms. You know what? The most unbelievable part of the whole thing was that they characterized his parents as Jewish. And, like, Ed Helms is the most, like, Protestant motherfucker on the planet. I'm like, who, what is happening here? <laughs> anyway, right. so, so that was my day. Thanks for asking. Has Alex. anybody looked into if Ed Helms is related to, uh, I think Richard Helms, the CIA agent? I'm gonna look this up. Hold on. What about yeah. Jesse Helms? Is he related yeah. to Jesse Helms? Or Jesse Helms? What about Helms Deep? Is he related to that? Is he? Yeah. What? Look at Google Helms Deep and get back to me. <laughs> Was that the Ed Helms Fortress? I'm thinking of. All right, I'm on Richard Helms page. It hasn't mentioned Ed Helms yet, but maybe, I mean, they wouldn't tell me, would they? <laughs> Keep going. If he was on there. Keep, dig deeper. <laughs> I am opening emoji. Now that I have a real job, I, I motioned to move our recordings to Sunday. So welcome to, I, you know, longtime listeners will remember the Sunday experience, but we're back, baby. Back we in the New Sunday. York mood. Yes, we started on Sunday. <laughs> I think we've come a long way, honey. <laughs> That's right, bitch. I'm smoking why. cigarettes now. I'm insisting on laying my glasses on the floor by my bed with my arm that is broken. So Sounds this like a is mistake. where I'm at. Hey, I forgot you had the busted arm. I saw yeah. the uh, your post with the the fancy sling for it, integrating oh. it into the look. Yeah, I had a fetish party to go to, and I was like, well, bitch, we got to make this happen. So I've I, been to a fetish I, party in a sling also. Yeah, I bought a I bought a fishnet sling off of Amazon. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make it work. <laughs> Can you make the sling part of the fetish? Well, actually, that's what I was worried about. I was worried about like once I got there. Play? <laughs> I I was worried that people would think I like I don't know there's some like weirdos out there that are like into like 
taking care of hurt people. And I was like, no, uh, I just. I want a lady like a little fish. I want to yeah, get her no. in my net. And she's already got yeah. a net. I'm going to uh, eat, the, eat the lady. Oh, God. Okay. I forgot who you I'm were. I'm going to munch you. I need you. That was really on me. That was really on me for forgetting who I was speaking to. Okay. Yes. I'm a little guppy. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Those cute little fish and, and their sweet little sounds they make. It's great. Uh, <laughs> just begging to be eaten. Well, um, hmm, well, I don't know how to phrase this, but in a way that is not judgmental, what are some noteworthy things we have seen at a fetish party that maybe are worth discussing? Ooh. It's actually a lot nerdier than I think a lot of people think it is. Yes. That can't be of... true because I already think it is extremely nerdy. <laughs> oh, well, just for th those of you who don't have that experience, it is it's extreme. It's just like horny dorks, you know, and I'm actually like I'm usually like pass on them, honestly. But, you know, in this post pandemic world, I'm desperate to socialize with anybody. Um, but uh it's mostly like, oh, those two people are really having a good time. Good for them. But you're like, I I don't care. For so if it's, <laughs> if it's a fetish party, does that mean it's an orgy or is not necessarily? Mm, not necessarily. That, no. Those are two different types of parties, Alex. Well, then what else would you do? Oh, baby. Um, what else would you do there? <laughs> fetish and and sex are two different things a lot of times. I Correct. mean, you, you have sexual fetishes, but just because it is a fetish party does not mean there's penetration. Okay. So it could be uh, like the fetish of like a, a sandwich. Like a, I'm just thinking out okay, loud here. So like a lot it's a of sandwich people, party. Okay. So the most, what's the most common one, right? And sandwich. like, I know, I know Dono and... I keep I keep wanting to call you Aubrey now, and that's so upsetting. It's Audrey. <laughs> that's not her name. Audrey. I know. Audrey, so, I, I don't want you to think I'm doing it on purpose. I'm just so bad at this. Okay. So, so, so. Former CIA director Richard Helms. Oh <laughs> I know our guests do have a whole like paraphilia segment on their yeah, show, right? Do. Um, so they're very nuanced in this, but like, so feel free to cut off this rant I'm about to say, but like probably Sandwich the part. most well-known one, right, is like BDSM in general. But what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of that is just about mental control and like, or like impact play and it has absolutely nothing to do with actual sex. Like there is sex involved for a lot of people, but a lot of times there's no penetration. You absolutely it, nailed it. Thank I guess you. my question, <laughs> my question is then like, so there's no sex necessarily involved, but then in, like if you just start having sex in the middle of the room, is that like a faux pas or what? Depends yeah. on the party. Depends yeah. on the party, but mostly yeah. Depends on the part. Mostly yes. Mostly. I guess it's true at any party, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's always that one person that didn't get the memo that it is in that kind of party, and yeah. at this one, it was this dude who was just walking around with his boner out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Every, Thank and, goodness we had this and, conversation. And everyone was just kind of like politely ignoring him until one of the. Uh, there's usually a bunch of people whose job is to be like, "Hey, buddy." So these like couple of dudes. Boner like, watch. Well, it, when I say he's walking around with his boner out, like people are gonna get turned on and stuff. That's not problem. This guy just got like totally naked and he was just walking around with his like uh heart on, and it just kind of wasn't the vibe, you know. And yeah. so uh my fetish is uh boner. 
this like nine foot all <laughs> this like nine foot tall baby with her like you know you can trust me armband like you know came up to them and is like hey man how about some pants <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> how about some pants for you bud <laughs> very well handled or like you know some chaps or we just you know it's not some... swingers night it's time to put that away <laughs> he's just looking for the key bowl but there's no bowl out and then it's like where do you keep your bowls is it rude if I take out your bowls? I thought this was a fetish party. It's it's a it's a very um interesting time to be weird on Maine because a lot of people are uh, coming out of their shell and feeling just fine. And feeling just fine. <laughs> uh, but they don't know where to start. So they um, gotta there's... be down because their fetish is for boners. <laughs> it's okay if that's your thing. You just gotta do the research first about which party to go to. That's and, right. Uh, I'm getting a lot of straight men. Okay, who, uh, okay, okay. And then they see they Katie want. in her sling, and they go, "She is only a fish. She is only a fish." I'm trying to figure out how to tie this all into Mr. Brightside in a way that I feel good about. Yeah, <laughs> I I was doing okay with it. Uh, Are you doing just fine? I'm just. Don't just answer fine. that. <laughs> Don't answer that. It's the weekend. I slept a normal amount. And that, you know what? And at the end of the night, I did call a cab and I got offered to drag a cigarette, but I said, no, thank you. I have asthma. No, thank you. And it's a I'm pandemic. I'm already very injured. I'm not sharing cigarettes with strangers. Thank you. <laughs> There's a deadly virus. Well, um, does anybody else have anything to add about fetish parties before I bring up some interesting reading for the episode today? I've DJed at an enormous fetish party in Columbus, Ohio cool. uh, called Trauma. It's a giant. <laughs> I know, right? It's not funny. It's <laughs> Don't really laugh funny. at it. It's pretty funny. It's really funny. <laughs> and they do uh, they do a feature every year called the Touch Box, where it's this like box Ooh. that you can get in. And there's holes in the box yeah. and little curtains on the box, and you can reach your hand in the box What's in the and box? touch and touch the person within, or get your turn in the box to be touched by strangers. Oh hell yeah! You reach in there and you're like, "Is this eyeballs?" Uh, no, actually, it's grapes it's without the skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's spaghetti. Cats love this one box. <laughs> You know, because you could pat them in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so true. They could stick a paw out one of the holes and take a little swipe at you. Oh, oh. <laughs> so how big is like a big fetish party? Like 500 people? This is like a warehouse? Yeah, like uh, at least at least like, you know, 350 on the main floor, like during peak hours. And then like just side rooms on side rooms on basements on they upstairs. Literal, like camp. You can go to like fuck camp if you want. <laughs> Daddy, send me to fuck camp. I mean, I I already like don't love like I like seeing people I know there and stuff like that. But there's no and there's always some cute people you meet. But like I already at the end and I have like I have simply had enough of these people. Like I couldn't imagine <laughs> spending a week like like God bless the people who are into it. Like I think it should be there for them. But for me personally, I'm just like. I w I'm good. I don't need to also like have a cabin shower as part of this experience, you know? <laughs> I didn't think about that part of it because I'll do, I go to Bonnaroo pretty frequently. Yeah, and of you course camp, you do. Of course I do. <laughs> don't, don't, you don't, camp, don't think about it, Dono. I think it's great. 
you get greased up and then you go to the music and it's fun because it's hot outside and everybody's like, I'm covered in shit. And you're like me too. This is so much fun. But like the focus there is, is on the music and on the recreational substances. But at a fetish party, the, the focus is on the bodies. I would imagine mm, if you're it, walking around all fucking grimy, well, maybe that's that somebody's fetish great. too. Yeah. It is some people's stuff, but I'm mostly like, all right, like think about latex people. All right, again, that latex. They gotta lube themselves up like a greased piggy. And it's just like squee. You're gonna put dirt in trees and stuff in there too. Like yeah. I, I, I don't even know how you do that. How are you gonna get it out? How are you gonna clean that latex? I imagine that's hard. I'm sure Something there's I've a, observed a, at a Bonnaroo. <laughs> Something I've observed at Bonnaroo is that women will go and then not poop the entire time mm. out of sheer willpower to not use those bathrooms. And so what I'm wondering is if you go to fetish camp and it's a sleepaway, is that part of it? That you're yeah. chock full of shit. No, everyone's cleaning their assholes out so they can fucking put stuff in there. I'm there's, a, there's a human toilet, but it's like a nasty ass porta potty with a guy in there. It's like a... <laughs> Third day of not showering. The evolved form of human carpet is human toilet. <laughs> those, those are two very different men. <laughs> human carpet rolls up his Persian at the end of the night and he says adieu. Uh, human toilet, I feel like, is some next level. I mean, they're there. Rolls up his nuggets. He, he rolls up his nuggets. <laughs> Is what I was going to say. But if you think about it, they're kind of like different kinds of Pokemon. And I thought about this watching this week's Dragon Ball Z because Cell at certain points does look like a Pokemon. Yes. They draw his eyes very uh, uh, animal-like. and Yeah, he looks like that plant one. I forget its name. Plant plant mode. Venusaur. No. Now we're just naming it. Bulba. Raichu. <laughs> yep, that's it. Raichu. All right. <laughs> oh, we Will you it. plant me? Anyway, so I guess it's like that, but you shit on them. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, this week I thought I'd give an option up to the room for some special reading. Uh, this episode is all about. Uh, growing a strong sun. So I found two articles here. We can choose between the two to explore. Um, one is on allprodad.com. <laughs> All pro dad? All pro dad, like a professional, like it's dad time. This okay. dad's always on the clock. This You could hire this dad to father children. And okay. this is seven things a son needs from his father. So that's pretty basic. Uh, for real dad heads, or if you're going more for a more direct Dragon Ball Z training, 16 strength training exercises for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting for all pro dad because I yeah. think strength training exercises for kids is just going to be a point by point exercise list, which doesn't sound very hilarious yeah it would be a lot of jock analysis. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, so let's go to allprodad.com. Yes, please. Can you explain what kind of website this is? I'm going to type it in. I know How did you say. find this place? I Alex finds a- dark corners. <laughs> <laughs> a father knows how to search, Donovan. Oh, that, that's true. 
Uh, <laughs> no one can argue with that. <laughs> now that you say it, like, yeah. I damn. think it's a pretty big website. They have, like, banner ads. and Oh, yeah. It seems to be almost like a meetup group or something. Oh. Dads have such a hard time meeting dads. <laughs> oh, they're advertising race conversations for families. So. <laughs> Critical dad theory. <laughs> Oh, wait, it's part of family first, though. That doesn't Uh-oh. sound good. <laughs> yeah, there is a chance when you go to allprodad.com on the uh, strength of father's net that you may be in a reactionary corner of the web. But we're going to oh, read yep, through it. It's part of family learn. first life. OK, cool. I was like, I couldn't figure out if this was like what corner of the Internet this was coming from. OK. It's, it's wholesome a, family that's stuff. That's up. nice. That's very sweet. It's for a readership of sayings. Um, okay, so I'm I'm gonna cut through most of the copy here. Just get to the bullet points. Bullet point number one for uh, things a son needs from his father. One, he needs you to love his mother. Mm. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and then. Uh, it, it says, you know, if you were divorced, it can get difficult. But I do have to, like, read between the lines here. And I do think it means physically. I think you got to, like, you got to let that woman, you got to let that woman love you, you know? Yeah. Lay some fatherly pipe. Ah! No, I hate this. Sons need to see this. <laughs> or they won't know how to act. <laughs> Number two, oh. <laughs> he needs to see you fail, not just succeed. Oh. Oh, interesting. So he needs, to, he needs to see this dad having a healthy sexual relationship with the mom, but also sometimes he, dad can't get it up, and that's okay. <laughs> or maybe it's part of life. Or maybe the dad is having a relationship with the mom and other women behind her back, and that's yeah. a form of failure. It is. How much failure? Because what if maybe you only seen your dad fail? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're supposed to be sprinkling in succeed every now and then just to like keep them on their toes. But what uh, I like about oh. this one is like, don't change anything you're doing. <laughs> just keep, <laughs> do do whatever and fuck up sometimes. Okay, number three. This is my favorite one of the whole thing. Probably he needs your servant leadership. What the what? hell is that? <laughs> what? Like. Like, like God cr- servants or yeah, like Christly. our physical servants of the home. Uh, you may or may not be the boss at work. You may or may not be oh, the pastor okay. or minister at church. Christ servants. <laughs> it may or may not be, you're right. But you are the leader of your family and your son needs to see leadership in the home by serving. So you got to go up and whether you're so serving, by serving dinner, maybe yep. it's serving up that mom, serving up yes. that mom. Yes. Um, yes. serving looks can yeah. be a yeah. big serving part of looks. Son, I have to sit you down, have a very tough conversation about when it is appropriate and inappropriate to do a wig snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a wig snatch is very effective. But other times it becomes an overused crutch and we do not use crutches in this family. Son, it's time to talk about how good I look in these jeans. (laughs) I'm not sure if you've noticed, but many women around the neighborhood are. And I fail sometimes. I fail as a father. Uh, Number four, he needs to be present. That's more of like a 
Goku thing. This is a big present arc for Goku. Goku doing some top fathering this episode. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, but it's one of those traditional dad move where they do good for like one day and then they're like, well, that's my time See you next year. <laughs> that is my experience <laughs> of dads, yes. It's I got, how you get I get, a very physically strong 11-year-old. Yeah, Merry Christmas, <laughs> but I'm seeing the light. So I'm going to get off stage now and give my time back to the room. Thanks. <laughs> got to go out for smokes. Um, he needs your love regardless of his choices. This is kind of a progressive one. Mm. It starts with the sentence, you may be the biggest sports junkie not living in Bristol, Connecticut, in parentheses, where ESPN headquarters are located. Okay. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. Am I? Is that supposed to be relatable content? Everyone knows that's where ESPN headquarters are located. And your son yeah. may not be Bristol, able to... Connecticut. Yeah, it's in Bristol, Connecticut. And your son may not be able to kick a ball if you placed it on his toe. Nor care that he can't. And you have to love that. Even if your son doesn't even know where ESPN headquarters is. <laughs> ESPN stands for Entertainment Sports and Papa Network. How about that? <laughs> Bristol! <laughs> Bristol CT! Um, two more of these. Just this is I, I I'm wondering how family first would feel though if that son who did not like football had other interests in the theater. Right, as long right. as they do nothing. Ooh. As long as they like they're not they don't like footballs, but they just kind of like stare at a door all day. Yeah. <laughs> silently. I think it's okay. Uh number six, he needs you to affirm him. So that's like, I love you, son. You did such a good job going Super Saiyan. Oh, okay. Pits Pigs, I love you, son. I, you do such a good job listening to this show. <laughs> good job, sport. You caught the ball. <laughs> Get in the car. We're going to Taco Bell. <laughs> beep, beep. All right, then this is the last one, and it's very important. You don't want to skip this. He needs you to discipline him in love. Mm, mm -hmm, oh, whoops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> whoops, oh, family no. first. <laughs> family first. It's time to take out the belt. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back to the fetish party stuff. We've come full circle. <laughs> Yeah, and I, this is this is my other favorite thing about this. There's a little question at the bottom in bright red that says, "Huddle up, question. Huddle <laughs> up with your son and ask what's your favorite father-son activity." The, the, the <laughs> huddle being a, a sports thing as well. Wow, sports thing. <laughs> That's incredible. As your son may know it as Bristol time, <laughs> it could be good to have a huddle with them every now and then. Does he like his loving discipline too much? Whoops. <laughs> Son, these X's and O's and lines on this paper represent family and our, our <laughs> strategy uh, for keeping a wholesome, Jesus Christ-loving family environment. It's time for zone defense. Hut, hut. Family time. But, oh, that, hut, they say hut, that on football sometimes, time. right? Before they huck the ball, they say something, you know, yeah. in football. Like, no, they do. I agree with you 100%, Donovan. And we will be getting into more sports talk this episode. And I think oh, it's time. God. I simply can't wait. <laughs> We're all on the edge of our seats. But first, we must get to our patented Ballin' Out Super ad read for the week. Let's go, Alex. What completely appropriate ad read do we have today? Well, Katie, I'm glad you asked. This week's ad is brought to you by... 
Uh, I don't think. I'm gonna just Alex. get to the name in here because it doesn't look like they're they did not like, do bullet points again. <laughs> they did bullet points, but I don't think they gave me the name of their book. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> So oh, close no. now. And maybe it's in here, so we're going to get to it. Editor's note, the name of the book is New Guard, and you can get access to this book by subscribing to patreon.com slash morganspears. That's patreon.com slash m-o-r-g-a-n-s-p-e-e-r-s. New Guard is the name of the book. Are you tired of superheroes not being queer? Yes. Well, Good. You're gonna love this novel about queer superheroes. And what would be some acceptable things they could fight for you? Hmm. Uh, Trans misogyny. They uh, went with fascism. The... Okay. Uh, they went, they went, in their they mind? Kind of go the to the source. That... You gotta wonder if it's Nazis classic or like just a, like a future fascism thing. The only way to find out is to read this book. And uh, it, it's Which a world... is titled. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it could be in here somewhere. Is it bad to read their ad read if there's no title in it? I didn't. I never in a million they, years thought I would it, come across. It would give people. Some, it gives people some search terms. They can like. Uh, do they yeah. at least have like a link or something? <laughs> They did send it 18 hours ago. Let's see if maybe they'll send me it. Hey, what's the oh. name of this book? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. We want to promote it. We I do. swear. <laughs> okay, yeah, so well, maybe they'll get back to us by the end of this or before I put it out and I'll be able to get it in there. But anyway, the, the superpowers are regulated by the lib government that's triggered by these powers. And it's slowly falling into fascism, and you gotta be gay to beat it, I think. And uh, it, you're gonna punch jerkwads really hard in the face, it says, and there's at least a beam or two, and that's kind of like for the people listening to this show, that's something you like. And it updates hey. every two weeks for two Canadian bucks a month. Whoa! Oh, oh, so what's the exchange rate on that? That's a pretty good deal for us. Was that like 250? Or 150. I think it's lower, right? It's a toonie. Oh, you all have a toonie around toonie. the house. <laughs> check, <laughs> your, check your laundry, lint catcher, grab a couple toonies, and get this mystery book. And the first chapter is free. So once we yeah. find out the name of this, this is a really good deal that you should look into. And uh, I'll tell you where it's, to get it. <laughs> it's a book or a comic book? It says novel. Okay. okay. The so first chapter is three. If you can find it. Ooh. Catch me if you can. <laughs> and it features punching and teen romance and lust and body horror and aliens just vibing and disembodied lesbians and mind control and horrors beyond the ken of humanity. So check out this book. You're going to love it. Wherever it may be. <laughs> Wherever books are sold, or the one place I tell you when I update this ad later. Hey guys, we love when you send us ads in, but please let us know what we are advertising. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, we thank you love, for writing in. We'd love to give you business, but there's some key elements that must be included. <laughs> what is the business? 
Where, what is, what is your name? Where is it? <laughs> Who are you? How'd you get in here? <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun. Oh, we got another <laughs> we got another message from Donald J. Trump. Who the fuck keeps signing us up? It's it's entitled just Joe Biden. And uh oh, him. I'll I'll tell you right now, he wants him to resign. So that's uh, uh that's how I get okay. through my conservative job now is whenever he shits on Joe Biden, I'm like, yeah, he does suck. <laughs> He must don't resign. Get just, <laughs> I don't get into specifics. I just I do agree that I don't like him. <laughs> He's old and I don't like him. Well, folks, I think we're ready for another week of Dragon Ball Recap led by TV, TV's Katie Rose Leon. Katie, what are we talking about today? Oh, wow. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's so good to be here again on the radio internet. I love uh, the radio. I don't. Internet. Play that ballin' out super stinger I just made. Oh, I didn't know we had one. Ah, the title of this episode is Vegeta's Final Push. Defeat the Invincible Cell. Last week, Cell was perfect, and Vegeta uh, got his ass kicked. There's nothing else to know. Uh, We found out that Trunks is more powerful than his dad, but uh, he's going to keep that to himself because he doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Do we really think Do we really think he could beat Mr. Perfect? This guy has no flaws. Yeah. He's when a dreamboat. You know what? It's like I was just talking to my girls, and I'm like, the perfect man does not exist. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, he's right here on Dragon Ball Z, and right. he's a cicada robot man. And he has a stinger in his back, and he has cool beetle wings. He's got head prongs. Yes, perfect. I don't, I don't, I don't see. I've already made this point. You should carry around a little <laughs> uh, five by four inch picture of Cell in your wallets, so you can show it to your friends when they ask what your ideal man looks like. I would, I would totally do that. I want to get like a laminated little like. Like it's self. like your boy who went to school, and you're like, look at him. Yeah, like <laughs> you I got to lock it, then you open it up, and it's just his little it's anime like face sell. in there. <laughs> he used to be uh, two summer, other bugs. summertime. Alex with his notion. I have like five people I'm dating, and like none of these pictures are them. It's just like anime <laughs> characters. I'll send you so many poses. <laughs> Well, uh, we open up and just a reminder, Gohan and Goku are training to fight Cell in the hyperbolic time chamber where one day is the equivalent of one year. So uh, they're in there. Uh, Gohan has figured out how to go Super Saiyan. So he's just hanging out in a void, thinking about how cool it is that he is Super Saiyan. Uh, It's pretty cool. How pissed off he is uh, while Goku uh, is making up for lost time by eating uh, everything in the fridge. He has a he has an uncooked ham, and then he yes. grabs a series of greens that he calls veggies, and then we never see them again. <laughs> I feel like these lines were improvised by the voice actor. <laughs> what, what do you think Goku would say in this fridge? What is, what's Go, where's Goku's mind when he's in the fridge? It did not feel. <laughs> is Goku scared? What is it? What is Goku thinking right now? 
I just totally. gotta say, for my second episode of Dragon Ball that I have ever seen, I was very excited because that intro music came in. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, let's fucking go. And then there was a beam, and then Goku was munching down. It was like a one, two, three punch of just delightful images right before my the, eyes. Uh, the Donovan so Pleasure they- Pack. <laughs> These episodes are edited from the longer arc, right? And this one in particular has some real dissonance, we'll say. Uh, So, yeah, all of a sudden things are real goofy. Goku's like, hey, son, did you win? Uh, I brought you a ham. Could you cook it for me? Gohan beams the ham. And then he's like, look at that. But then the the ham is then incinerated. And then he lights his dad's hair on fire. You know what? (laughs) And there's this whole thing about like, well, I guess you haven't cracked it yet. When you cook anything (laughs) to get the exact amount of heat where it cooks for like two seconds and is done is an incredible feat. Yeah. What the fuck, Goku? Would take years of training. Now, if he set it to a low beam for 20 to 25 minutes, that would be understandable. (laughs) Internal temperature of 425. You can't see the beam. It's very low power. It looks just like a shimmery heat. (laughs) It leaves, this leaves only the vegetables, which makes me very excited for Goku because we know he has a heart condition. He really has to like keep at it with the vegetables and keep right, his diet He's not allowed control. to eat the meat anyway. It I, does also make me think, like, if you don't cook vegetables, that's going to wreak havoc on your intestines. Just eating oh, yeah. Especially if, you're, <laughs> especially if you're surviving on a diet of tail steaks for fucking years, and then you just can't eat it at that time. You just get a big vat of spinach. You're going to be I going was, super saiyan on the toilet. You know what yes. I'm saying? I was thinking that Goku probably doesn't know how to cook at all. And so when he brought that that meat to Gohan is like, can you cook this before he did the beam? And that was the joke. I really thought like he was like, I literally <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. like women. <laughs> He's from the woods. He usually eats by punching a dinosaur and eating it raw like Gollum. I've seen him do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he has cooked things over a fire a couple times, but it's always like with the implication of just like making it, you know, like it's not like cooking. It's just like Have you surviving. Ever seen Alone? Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with that show. Because <laughs> the show, okay, so it's a show where they send people into the woods by themselves and they have to survive. And then the way all of them end up getting out is with food poisoning. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> so nobody yeah. knows. That, that is 100% Goku's like day-to-day problem is like, I gave myself a parasite again. <laughs> There's a season where this one, so everyone's separate, right? And basically it's like, who can survive in the woods the longest? And they all get individually yanked out one by one. And then one day the like doctors for their weekly check show up. And instead of being like, you're still alive, they're like, you actually get to go to a bed now. And they cry and it's cool. <laughs> but there was this it's one. terrible in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one season where this like weird hippie lady, she was just killing it. She made like a, she made like a steam room. She was like finding what? all the food. She was doing so good. And then she had this like annoying namaste moment where she was like, you know what? I think I got what I learned here and um, I'm just going to go now. And she left. No, Come no, no. On. It gets worse because I think she did that because she thought she won. But then a different dude won. And then they do the reunion <laughs> one because you win like a fuck ton of money. And they do the reunion where they ask everybody about their stay. And you could tell she. He was so pissed. 
<laughs> I'm like, bitch, you could have kept going. Everyone was like dying and miserable. And she was just like, she had like, she found all sorts of fish and like roe and like mushrooms. She had like a steam room. She made like a chair and a bed. She was just living it. And everyone else is like, I am living on literal worms. Do not I leave am- the woods until they come get you. You're on television. <laughs> yeah. You got a namaste in those woods. Am I yes. right, folks? Yay. Yay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, up for an hour and a half now. And golly gee, my brain is firing on all cylinders. You're pumping, Daddy. <laughs> You're setting a good example for your podcaster son. Talk about daddies. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vegeta is panting in the sky while Cell stares out in the distance, and 16 just kind of slowly approaches him. And Cell makes the excellent point where he's like, Hi, Android 16. You remember when you tried to fight me when I was just like a weird bug and that didn't work? Why would you think that would work now? And he's like, good point. Android Cell. 16. <laughs> Android 16 in an extremely relatable situation this episode where he like does the gesture of trying to help and they're like, no. And then he just hangs around like too awkwardly yeah. close for the rest of the episode. And like all this fighting happens and he's just like five feet away. And it's like, you can leave. You can leave. It's not you're no. too embarrassed to leave. Just get Literally, out of here. No one would notice. You just go. Yeah. Go, go live your life. 16. Yeah. You're free. Androids can't get food poisoning though. So they're stuck. They, they can't be taken out yet. I found these mushrooms <laughs> with spots on them. They look good. Um, no, I mean, and this is, does get to the next thing we're going to talk about, but Vegeta spends this whole episode trying to shoot the world's largest beam at Cell. Android 16 is right next to him, and he well, doesn't he does. leave. To be fair, Android 16 accepted he was going to die like three episodes ago. And he has a chunk the size of like your router in his head. So maybe and he's not at 100% right now. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> He's just thinking about birds, you know? <laughs> Are you a bird? <laughs> Where are my birds? So, uh, you know, Vegeta, he's got short man problems. He, uh, he's like, uh, he rises up and he starts to power up, which means, you know, there's a aura around him. He's yelling a lot. Uh, you know, Trunks and Krillin are watching the peanut gallery. They're like, intense. What is he doing? And, uh, you know, he's yelling so much that he's like changing weather patterns just with the power of his voice. The and weather is he, playing a big role this episode. Yeah, he uh, he makes what appears to be Gallic gun hands, but don't be fooled. Uh, electricity is uh shooting all over the place all willy-nilly like a like a like a tesla coil field and uh you know this takes a very long time everyone in the quite... chat is doing the hands you can't see it <laughs> yeah. but we're all Everyone's doing it while doing Katie the talks hands. Cool. the beam is kind of turning on and then turning off you're like have you tried restarting the beams router okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 happening and you know the uh the kids and the peanut gallery are like oh, it's too much that's They're too much they blow say. up the entire earth there's no need to do that <laughs> <laughs> no need to blow up the entire earth again even though that was your whole business model like 
a year ago. <laughs> we get it. You're below average height, but and extremely virile. Final flash. <laughs> this is the last time you mock me, Cell. Cell goes, oh no. And the beam, it it goes off. It I shoots did like that. Cell. And then it shoots off into outer space, and you're like, nice. Pretty fucking cool. And, and not only does it go into the cosmos, it hits something very far away, and we don't know what it was. <laughs> and it's just obliterated. You're sure of it. Like, it's just yeah, gone. Right yeah. in space, which is usually bad. <laughs> I would like to remind you, Vegeta's former profession before just regular shit heel was uh, destroying planets with a single beam. So, oh. I mean... I think he just was like doing two birds, one stone. He's like, I would like to finish out my 1995 taxes. You are the cue ball cell and the cosmos is the eight ball. I Beam. Corner Beam. pocket, bitch. Cell <laughs> like, was watching him charge for a solid three to four minutes. And then he shot the beam. And still had this moment where he went, Oh God! Like, well, yeah, he did go. Oh no! Oh no! He thought he was going to be fine, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. And he uh, was. Um, so, <laughs> Trunks then is like, "I knew Dad knew what he was doing, but like, fuck, he really knew what he was doing." Krillin's like, "You have an unhealthy relationship, and that's coming from me, Krillin, the shittiest person on the show." <laughs> so think about that. Think bitch. about that. Like, um. Vegeta then glows. He's like, you like that cell? How I tore on you asunder? And so I was like, oh, no, my body looks like a butthole. I'm torn yes. asunder. You killed me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Actually, fuck you. I'm fine. His, I got Piccolo uh, powers. His, his arm area, it looks like when you get like inside like a flower. Like it's lots <laughs> of little vines. Right. <laughs> I am. Um, I love Perfect Cell, and we discussed this last week, because unlike most of the villains on this show, he does have the gay affectation, but what he has really is shady, drunk, mean energy, major yeah. look bully. He really was selling the like, oh, oh, I'm blown in half. And he's like, really, though, um... I'm fine, and uh, eggs on your face, you silly bitch. And I'm not just, just gay, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'll fire um... a new arm out of my shoulder rectum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite part is he was like, my perfect form, what did you do? And then he's like, <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I always bring makeup with me. What are you stupid? Like, they were one. <laughs> they were like one line off of including the word psych in there. It was really good. Oh my god. <laughs> they displayed an incredible amount of restraint not having a good psych. Cell does have lines like that last week when he went spooky. <laughs> like, oh, spooky. Like, God, I, I look weird inside. Don't we all? So, Vegeta's his ego is bruised so now he just goes into spaz mode you know he's just shooting them <laughs> off all willy-nilly and she you know cells just like I'm literally fine what are you doing don't go yeah. spaz mode you look like a spaz 
They do some traditional Dragon Ball moves where then Cell kicks him into the sky and then instant transmissions behind him to give him an elbow into the back into the earth. Right. uh, Which really does it for our old friend Vegeta, who then goes from Super Saiyan back to normal as he takes a dirt nap. A move that is illegal in the UFC, I might add. Yeah, you cannot instant transmission in UFC. They have banned it. (laughs) The the way that he takes the elbow spine is kind of like... Like he died. He looks like he died. Like it yeah. severed him yeah. from the waist down and he's dead now. <laughs> These beans are great, I guess is all I'm saying. Buy Senzu beans right. any way you can. One stop uh, shop. It'll make you a father. For my birthday, my partner found me uh, Senzu bean candies unopened from like 1995. Aww. So I will not be eating them because my mouth will make that crunching noise but not in a good way uh but <laughs> the packaging is very cute because they're like literally dragon ball z branded which means they've been on the shelf a very long time <laughs> hey do you gotta the eat rules. the beans come on eat the beans <laughs> For for Katie. a fifty dollar a month Patreon tier, I will Katie eat one will eat bean the a beans. month. <laughs> Katie will send you a picture of her eating the beans. Yeah, and the 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 preceding <laughs> dental bill after that. Falling out uh, has fallen on hard times. <laughs> tastes like nostalgia integrated like, enamel. A fork and a knife, like a little cartoon hobo, like. Mm, and <laughs> have me some beans. Think about what a point of like reflection that would be for you every month. Be like, time to eat this expired bean for fifty dollars. <laughs> I said I'd do it. How did it come to this? What there are doctors in my family. <laughs> Eating an expired candy bean once a month, or being the like rations guy on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> send him a bean send him a bean i mean he'd eat a bean that bean will be a fucking treat for him <laughs> compared <laughs> to what he's been eating this is so much better than a hundred year old meat slurry wow <laughs> <laughs> he gets the beans and he goes all right nice okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's get these out on a tray let's get this bean on a tray <laughs> ironically uh, not a lot of calories in this probably won't have a lot of energy for the rest of the day <laughs> Uh, it's at this point where Krillin looks at Trunks and he's like, all right, your dad's going to be fucking old yeller. Time to go. And But then he looks up and uh, Trunks has already started to go beast mode. He's getting the broly eyes. So you're like, oh, no, his arms and legs are blowing up and shrinking and growing like a balloon, like an air mattress. And you're like, oh, shit, I know what this means. It means roid rage. Right. Uh, Trunks is going berserk. You hear the Evangelion music. You're like, ah, fuck. Maybe he'll decapitate Krillin, the real villain of the show. <laughs> A lot um, of men have this fear that they'll get too big, like USSJ Trunks, and then they won't have the sleek look of Super Saiyan Trunks. And it's it's scary, and it cuts to commercial, and then it abruptly comes back into a literal comedy segment back in the time chamber. It is <laughs> jarring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember this. I remember something very good happened here. Uh, they played beam tag. Oh, they have to play beam yes. tag. And yes. it's, well, cause it's nice to see a training sequence that isn't a grown man punching a boy in the face. 
<laughs> I liked this. I thought yeah. it was good. They actually yeah. had a like an agility session, which is good because Dragon Ball characters tend to be real top heavy, which really slows you down. <laughs> they are all skipping leg day. <laughs> like, they are. There's a lot of shots of Trunks in this where his quads are huge, but he doesn't have a butt. And it's like, how would you do that? It's physically impossible. <laughs> As opposed to Vegeta's absolute cake. Lots <laughs> are for pussies. <laughs> Only daddy can have the cake in this family, Trunks. Now sit down and watch me do my ass kegels. Um, they blow up part of the of Mr. Popo's hyperbolic time chamber Airbnb. That's probably right. what you're thinking of. And this Goku is, is like, we have to fix this because Mr. Popo will be mad and he's angry when he's mad. And I'm like, I think he's angry because he's a literal fucking racist caricature. And, <laughs> and you guys killed his elderly gay lover. What is like, what is mad Popo look like? We never see <laughs> mad Popo. Goku's afraid yeah. of mad Popo. Like, it's like he's the, racist. Okay, he's like Mr. Bulma. Popo. <laughs> He's, you see that he his clock tower is destroyed, and the best you're getting at him is like in a Winnie the Pooh, like, oh, bother. Like, it was the worst that could possibly fucking happen. Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess you won't get your deposit back, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's a magic time room. The clock doesn't fix itself. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you're going to have to pay to repaint the whole time, Jamer. <laughs> 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 you know what it is is he looks at the damage and he goes this is gonna take all year oh wait just a day and then that's it i just goku's one of those guys who can dish it but not take it so if anyone's even a little bit frustrated with him he takes it as a massive personal right. attack where you're like goku can you um just like back up two inches you're just like a little close to my personal space and he's like Wow, Katie's really mean. She's the most powerful warrior in the whole universe. Want to fight? And I'm like, no, man, just fucking back up two inches. You got meat breath. I like, guess get I'll just here. fucking go home. This is where you get Goku's catchphrase. Are you mad at me? <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> Are you guys mad at me because I keep endangering the earth because I want to fight? And I was like, yes. Goku, yeah, there's consequences yes. for your actions. You're Actually, so mean. <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> Speaking of which, we cut back to the cell fight. And Trunks is making a noise I can only describe as jizzing his pants. It's nut noises. <laughs> I have here uh, Trunks' nut sound is distracting in my notes. It goes on. A long, long time. Am I long wrong? Long time. Oh, oh. No, no, Donna, you're too enthusiastic. It's very like, oh, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> Trunks disgusting. is edging. It can feel really good to gain mass, is what a lot of people don't understand. That's true. There's the uh, feederism fetish we've talked about, gaining mass applies there and they're very horny when that happens i understand i understand this uh, let's say you the see a feet, tasty the person getting... katie at a party with her arm in a sling like a fish and you think no, i'd like I to real... eat that <laughs> i have a real question is it is it the person getting fed or the person doing the feeding or is it both so it's a little bit of column a a little bit of column b, b. Um, column there b. are people who enjoy being fed and there are people who enjoy the process of feeding someone else they are referred okay. to as feeder and feedee Okay, that totally Feedy. makes sense. 
Feedy. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Do you I wear like a little that. bib if you're feedy? I bet you do. Some do. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I bet there's some crossover with like AB. DL shit. <laughs> a uh, ceremonial bib. It really is just that scene in The Simpsons where Homer goes to hell and he's like, I'm going to feed you so many donuts. Ha ha ha. And Homer's like, actually, I like this. That's what feederism is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a Dragon Ball Z reference, uh, you could imagine Piccolo wearing a weighted bib that he then takes <laughs> off and leaves a dent in the ground when it's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Training bib. I bet Goku's a feedy. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you've seen how much he can eat. Yeah, but what if someone was giving it to him? Maybe he would be less of a destructive source if Chi-Chi would just, you know, just be, she doesn't have to enjoy it, but just to give him what he needs every once in a while and just feed Goku. Just give him a little, just give him a little chow. Just indulge him in the fetish. He's already eating you out of house and home. If you give it to him directly, then maybe he'll stick around a little more and raise his damn kids. <laughs> just strap a little feed bag to his anime face. Yeah. How about that? Because he's a little piggy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> so Trunks is nutting himself and Cell literally goes, what is that noise? You're <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> Stop that. He goes, what is that noise? Is that Trunks? Gross. Uh, Gross. Krillin's shitting himself at this. He's like, this is nuts. I didn't know he's so powerful or disgusting. And then suddenly Trunks gets his pupils back and he's like, hey, actually, I'm fine. Can you get my dad uh, back to Roshi's to recover and give him the sensu bean? I'm going to be fine fighting Cell. And Krillin's like, phew, thank God. Uh, I thought you were going to murder us like when Goku was a baby and that used to be his whole thing. Which is fair. Real real trauma there. I love the snap out because he's like... No, wait, hold on. No, I'm good. Just take this bean. Get my dad. (laughs) I was just kidding. These are are some real psych-out king, like like sicko mode shit this episode. Everyone wants is auditioning for Impractical Jokers. <laughs> Can I ask a Krillin question? Please. Does he just have no nose? Is is that like a thing? He does not have a nose. And he he's just doesn't never have gonna one. have one. <laughs> and it's rude yeah, to mention it. <laughs> I so looked him it- up in Google Images because I was trying to make sure I had the character right. And one of the suggestions was real Krillin. And there are many pictures of guys with the six dots on their head and the nose photoshopped right out. It's very oh, unsettling. What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, taking a look at that. So it looks like a weird burn victim. Okay. It's, it's I will, a lot of will... bad times. Oh, no. Okay. This is I'm terrible. Doing... Oh, wow. Let's see. I'm joining the chat. No. Why? They don't necessarily like take the nose out. They scrunch the whole head yes. to make the look right. where the nose should be. Yeah, it makes him look like a little turtle man. Are you looking at the Bruce Willis one? Because that's the one yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah, it's I'm very looking powerful. at that now. Oh, God. I hate it. Yeah, well, it's like, here's the thing. The original Dragon Ball, where Goku's a little baby kid, that's where Krillin originates. And he it was like that show was a lot more stylized. And it was in like the early you know, to mid 80s kind of fantasy style where there was a lot more like stylization, like chibi uh. stuff. And so it was really cute. But they stuck with it and uh, 
for Krillin specifically, which is weird because like everyone else got like fucking roided out in Dragon Ball Z, right? So it's like a very bizarre thing because what he's supposed to be, and they literally don't ever bring this up, but like he's supposed to be like a warrior monk is like the implication. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but instead, he's just a bitch with no nose. I, I, dumb this bitch. Is, I'm on a rant that Krillin is the real villain of this show. Uh, he actually doesn't fuck up too bad this episode, but he does do something annoying, which is that, uh, so, uh, uh after this conversation, uh, you know, the, the, the Trunks and Cell approach each other slowly to frown at each other. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you come to take your daddy's place. And they stare some more and it's tense. And there's like weird fart music playing. It's like, burp, burp, fart. <laughs> <laughs> like weird dissonant farts <laughs> to, to really raise the tension. And then they fight. They uh, do a little a little martial arts traditional. And then they move so fast that Krillin can't even see him because Trunks is so strong and Cell is such a robot. He's not a really robot. This fight is really dope. Like I, I vastly prefer when they're actually doing martial arts at one another as opposed to standing there charging beams. I agree. And I, I love it because they're so powerful, but they're like, but what if I just, you know, did a counterweight attack? <laughs> <laughs> it's just true warrior's instinct. Um, you know, they they talk shit. Cell pops out his little cicada wings and they fly at each other and they do the fast fisty punchies and, you know, hand holding. Trunks keeps trying to do the move where you throw your dude into the earth and uh, they keep trying to kick each other. And Vegeta is about to fall into a fault line. You can't have your Vegeta in a fault line. <laughs> That's so, the last place you want It's a him. zoning violation. You can't have so, Vegeta in a fault line. There's so many. You got to get the fucking housing attorney out here. You got to call the board. You got to like you ever wonder so much why paperwork. your restaurant got a B and then you find a Vegeta in the fault line. <laughs> Dude, don't eat at Gyro World. I heard they found a Vegeta in the grease trap. <laughs> he just has that fully unconscious look where his ass is like above his head. <laughs> um, so he gets a stomach punch and like, you know, Trunks takes it and is in the dirt. And Krillin is still just staring there, staring at him after he was the one who made the point how about how strong Trunks is. And then Trunks finally is like, do the thing, Krillin. <laughs> and then <laughs> do what I have asked you to do explicitly. Krillin's really bad with directions. He has extreme ADD and no one has given him the tools to mentalize. So he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, he walks over to Vegeta instead of just picking him up and flying away in this intense, like intense high stakes moments. He takes a moment to lecture an unconscious man. For mm. kind of a long time. Yeah, you're a He's real like, asshole, unconscious person. Well, especially what you two need to know is Vegeta originally was the villain of the show because he was mass genociding planets like a hundred yeah. episodes ago. Cool. Was, I remember. And there was a point where Krillin could have killed him while he was unconscious. Thus, Undoing the next 200 episodes of the show from ever happening. Instead, 
He just sent him on his way. So the fact that this motherfucker has a nerve to stand in front of unconscious Vegeta and be like, I never liked you anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, you had the chance. You should have done that. The chance to make it go all away. And now you got a nerve to say to this unconscious man. It's extremely on brand for him, though. because He's like, yeah, now that you can't hear anything I'm saying, I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Like we're just all—he's trying to distract us from forgetting he did—he didn't his, turn off it, Android 18 two episodes ago. We all remember Krillin. You know, it's like when someone t- starts a fight at the bar, but then they're loudly talking to themselves. Like, wow, why did that guy do that? It's like <laughs> the hot dog. I think you should leave me. I'm like, whose fault is this? <laughs> uh, so he finally after. Too long of a pat on the back. He picks up him Vegeta and flies away. Uh, Cell approaches Trunks and they're staring some more. He's like, now that your little fuckery with your dad's over, can we fight for real? And he's like, you knew my plan. And he's like, I'm the perfect man. (laughs) (laughs) Know everything. I I don't know. I have a little note here that says Cell has wet shoes. And granted, I was, had been day drinking for several hours by the time I watched this episode. But he Wait. was walking up and was making little Wait. squelchy noises. So he's a robot, and they've decided to express that through little, yeah, like little rain boot noises. <laughs> little like, cloppity clops. He's a robot, but he's filled with juice. Ooh. Women want him. <laughs> Men want to be him. <laughs> His <laughs> shoes are wet. Yeah, it's like a wet power drill. <laughs> <laughs> little, little booties. You know what? I do prefer it to when he had weird duck feet things. I'm glad the, oh, that's not I'm ideal. Glad the boots are yeah. on. I'm glad we don't have to see his toes anymore. Put away your toes. I so. hate open toe shoes. They're an offense to God and me, Katie Rosalie. If, you, if you're a man on at your... home listening, how, wondering how you go from your first form cell to your perfect cell, put some shoes on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, start with some fucking shoes. How about that? It's put your pants wall. on and put some shoes on. Uh, and then, you know, they, they do some, you know, like, let's fight. Careful what you wish for. Blah, blah, blah. We're so strong and horny. Well, the announcer comes on. Well, at least Vegeta's out of the way now, huh, gang? And uh, Trunks can show off his true power without hurting his daddy's feelings. Will he beat Cell? I don't know. Tune in I next week. I don't know. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon will Ball he, Z. <laughs> will he beat Cell? Quick question. Uh, will he beat Cell? Oh, to us? Yeah, just a quick question. I Trunks can't does not. That. Well, yeah, you can't <laughs> that in good faith. I mean, we what can... about these listeners? They're waiting for next week for the show that came out in 1995. Cell <laughs> uh, does get beaten by whom and how? I'll never it's just tell. A frustrating oh. journey that you're gonna have to look up. <laughs> but it's, I can tell you, while I love this arc, uh, how it goes down, you'll be like, God fucking damn it. You'll uh, never guess. Well, I guess I got a plan for the rest of the day, and it's Googling how do they defeat Cell. Don't That's Google it yet. You <laughs> Wait until we stop recording. 45 <laughs> minutes ago, and I'm assuming you're going to get a little hair of the dog in you. It sounds like a great day for you, honestly. Uh, speaking of which, hey, gang, out of seven Dragon Balls, why do you rate this episode? Let's start with television's own Alex Patak. Everyone's from TV today, baby. <laughs> 
Katie, thank you again for having me on the show. I love any episode where a big SpongeBob fights a big Patrick, and that is what we're getting for most of the show. There's also a really juicy beam that goes all the way off into space in a straight line. That's really great. Um, That was cool. They do uh, have, you know, maybe a full five minutes of Krillin, unconscious Vegeta-type interactions that are not going to get you a perfect score but overall you're watching dragon ball z and you're happy to be here and that's why i'm giving this episode a six out of seven sounds great audrey what do you give this episode i loved it i there's actual martial arts fighting in it there's also a giant beam there's a cute training montage and goku's trying to get his diet right i'm gonna give it seven out of seven dragon ball that's a perfect episode (laughs) Dono, what are you giving it? I So my context for this was the first episode of Dragon Ball Z that I watched last time we appeared on this show. And that one was a lot of standing around talking. And as y'all have mentioned, this one included so many fanciful beams and fighting. And I loved that. My one complaint was when he fired the beam into space and it went over the ocean. It like cut a wedge in the ocean and then it was like waterfalls on each side that's not how that would work it would like rise up from below factually inaccurate six out of seven dragon balls that's a good point Uh, that's a good point for me personally (laughs) this was a very i i love the fighting this episode we're at peak fighting I'm having a little difficulty personally with the high choice in editing. The I don't like it when they go from a really tense moment to comedy. I like that Dragon Ball has both these elements. I, I just wish they uh, smoothed it out a little more. I don't think I get why they chose to do it this way, but sometimes the original show did have the right idea with keeping the intense fights to their own episodes and the uh, hyperbolic time chamber episodes to their own little thing and i think the pacing would be a little better there um but besides that i love fighting i love shady like major look psych cell like god what a bitch i love him i'm but i for these reasons i too give it six out of seven however Audrey gave this a seven out of seven and we simply must appreciate our guest wishes. So since they have collected all seven dragon balls, we give her a wish. Arise, Shenron! Who wants to sit on daddy's Oh, hi, Shenron. Looking good. I love your salt and pepper beard you grew since the last time we saw each other. I don't want to be stern with you, but do not look at my beard. <laughs> you can't make me, bitch. Well, oh, no, as no, you know. I'm your mother. <laughs> so you can learn. Learn the way a dragon daddy does it. <laughs> Shenron, that's disgusting! Wait, Nobody's uh... got more curves than a dragon, Daddy. Shenron! Shenron, we so with you too because Audrey has a wish! I wish to know the love of a real dragon, Daddy! As oh, you made me laugh like Santa, which has been entirely different dragon. 
Well, you can <laughs> sit on the edge of my tail and uh, give you some life lessons. <laughs> I'm scared, but I'll do Get it. Get my tail. Wow. Let's start it off horny and it wholesome, and we'd love to see it. <laughs> Thanks, Shenron. Get out of here. All right, I'm leaving. That was oh. it. That <laughs> was fuck the your dragon wife. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, Alex, you just met. You just missed Shenron again. How he do you was, keep fucking doing that? I was tying my shoes. <laughs> he showed up. He was teaching us how to take a hook out of a fish's mouth. He was, yeah. he was teaching us how to sharpen a knife. Just dad stuff, you know. Yeah. He was going to drive ball, me uh, to Radio yeah. Shack for some wires. <laughs> <laughs> Did he did he make like a downhill racer? We did the little, you know, in uh in Boy Scouts, the little tiny ones, like not a full soapbox oh, dirty yeah. car, but the little bunker that you build out of the kit. <laughs> yeah, we built so one. So this of those. wasn't even like just a dad. This was like a whole program. Yeah, you really fucking missed out. <laughs> you guys spent a lot of time together while I was tying we my all shoes. Learned. Well, that's yeah, too we, bad. Went, we went to the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> we all learned some skills and healed our hearts a little bit. I knew I shouldn't wear shoes. Well, you know what, Alex? We got a Shenron dad, and you have a Moonstone, so I think it's pretty fucking even. Mahalo. Okay. <laughs> well, let's why don't we read an email and get the hell out of here. Let's go. This week's email is another letter from a super writer in guy, Bennett Christensen. Bennett asks if, uh, first of all, he says, what's up, ballers? What's up? What's up? Hello. Just chilling. If the Z-Boys had walk-on music like players do in the MLB or UFC, what would their songs be? Also, what would you want your walk-on music to be? Uh, lo- love the show. Shout out to all the fellow listeners who don't watch Dragon Ball and just like the podcast, we are valid. Squeeze, squeeze, Bennett. Thank you again, Bennett. Thank you, Bennett. First of all, I love that Bennett wrote MLB walkout music and not wrestling entrance music because that is two entirely different kinds of vibes. Uh. And I am a big fan of both, but it's 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 a different thing. M- like wrestling themes can be custom made; they last longer. There's more theatrics, but MLB walkout themes are setting a vibe and expectation, but also giving you a little snippet of their personality. Who is this boy with a potato body? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I think Broly walks out to Jungle Boogie. None of that. None of that. Yeah. Kind of setting up vibe. That's fun. Um, I think uh Master Roshi walks out to Steely Dan. Yeah. Like that one. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Piccolo steps up to the plate. And behind him, Jethro Tull's Aqualung. Yes. More songs that are eight minutes long. He's got to walk real slow up to the plate. Just, (laughs) oh, and one foot. And then the next one. He's not down until the second bridge. (laughs) I think Vegeta walks out to Don't Call It a Comeback by LL Cool J. Oh, of course. 
That's perfect. This may not yeah. be correct, but it is my firm belief that they all walk out to Jungle Boogie, and I walk <laughs> out to Jungle Boogie. None of the nut. None of the nut. You have a very, you do have a very strong at the plate jungle boogie vibe. I respect that. Thank you for saying so. Yes, Dono. What about you? Got any takes? Uh, I'm really racking my brain here for what would fit my personality as I walked out in front of hundreds of thousands of screaming fans. Uh, that's a lot of people. I don't know if that many. Well, people Donovan, I'm going to send you a song. A Check this out. <laughs> Are you really doing this? Well, what you yeah, got I think here? You're, this could be your big song. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Is it in the chat? Where are you sending be. this? Yeah, I'm sending it to the chat right now. Oh, it's going to be Jungle Boogie, you bitch. Hold on. It's going in the chat. <laughs> I don't know what that is, actually. Yeah, check what, this what is out. this going to be interesting? Okay. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. It's Jungle Boogie what by the fuck? Morris I don't know. Day in the Time. I'm not actually sure what this is, but this makes me want to head into the Amazon rainforest and just start getting jiggy with it. Jungle boogie. None of the night. None of the night. I I mean, here's the thing. It does work for both of you very well. Um, Thank you for saying uh, so. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? We skipped Yamcha, who's an actual fucking baseball player. Uh, I think he'd come I out think... to jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd come out to like uh, I want to say rock and roll part two, but I know that is very canceled because Gary Glitter's a pedophile. Yeah. Um, but it's like the most baseball ass track of all time. Whoopsie yeah. Daisy. Yeah. Um, Whoopsie Daisy. It's a game for pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> Not I only think, is it a sport that sucks, it's also a game for pedophiles. Thanks for wow, writing Alex. <laughs> Alex. Fuck you. <laughs> I say Whoa. this. I love baseball. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I have an affection for baseball. 12 hours long with long yeah, that's breaks right. in the middle. <laughs> Listen, I know baseball is boring, but don't just call them pedophiles, bro. Sorry, I'm just reading. I, I got a newspaper open in front of me and I'm reading it out loud. And I'm going, huh, that's weird. Pedophile oh game. God, you're <laughs> so sucks. lucky. I love you. New York Times. <laughs> You're so lucky you're my friend who I appreciate most of the time. Well, Bennett Christensen, this got weird. Thanks for writing it. We cherish you. And what's that I hear? What? Some kind of train oh, is it a coming train? down the tracks? Plug a plug a choo choo? Is it time? Plug a plug a choo choo. <laughs> Gang. <laughs> we're on the tracks audrey's on one side i'm on the other and we have that thing that you kind of crank up and down like the (laughs) two-person train thing with the The, lever i call it the pumper the pumper and we're pumping we're riding the pumper we're getting going so fast wow i didn't know we had this much arm strength hey if you could catch up to us you should follow us on down to rftb.me Home of our beloved dating and relationship advice podcast, Radio Free Tote Bag, uh, where we answer your questions that you send in from topics ranging from heartbreak to uh, feederism. So come <laughs> join us. It's a great time. Yeah, You know, uh, it is running knowledge on the show that I don't really listen to the podcast. I love Radio Free Tote Bag. It is oh, hell so yeah. Good. My goodness. Genuinely adorable and enjoyable, and they give good advice. So stop asking me for it, because I'm a fucking mess. Stop asking uh, Katie. <laughs> stop listen asking to their Katie. Show. <laughs> Except if you're on the $10 Patreon tier, then call my phone number up and leave me a message. Um... <laughs> Do you guys have social media you want to plug? 
Oh yeah, yeah. keep forgetting to do yeah. this. You should follow us Personal uh, at RFTB Pod. Yeah, at RFTB Pod for the show, at RFTB Audrey for me, and at RFTB Dono for Donovan. Please and... follow me. I'm having so much fun. I kind of understand Twitter now, and I followed a bunch of paleontology accounts, and sometimes I retweet some stone bones, and I'm like, look at this shit. Oh, my yeah. God. Donna, we forgot to talk about Andrew Six. <laughs> Andrew. Android 16 loves birds. That's he like a whole character trait of his. The genuine, oh. the genuine <laughs> exasperation. Yeah. All the pieces could have come together right there. <laughs> Fuck. You gotta follow Dono for stone bones. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what we call him in the community. If you're in the know, stone these bones, bones are made out of rocks. Alex, what what slop do you have us to slurp up this week? Oh uh, yeah, I put all the freaking slop on my Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen, your one-stop shop for exciting new flavors. And if you live in New York, be sure to come to the Pod Dame America live show on September tenth. Yeah. Happy it's holidays! 9-11 Eve. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts of thousands will be out. <laughs> Put a little rubble <laughs> under your pillow and maybe you'll wake up to a nice treat. You simply got to be there. And that is all I'm plugging for this week. That's it for me. Speaking of my childhood trauma, please uh, follow me on Twitter at Katie Rose. And uh, if you have a Giant Bomb premium account, please check out Two Minutes to Late Nights. A uh, new show in there called Al Bummer. It's pretty much a rehashing of our old podcast. Uh, but now we're on video and you can see our faces. I believe this week is uh, Green Day's newest album, Father of All Motherfuckers, which, uh, <laughs> shocker, good name. it's not good. It's not good <laughs> at all. Uh, people in the comments don't like us, so get in there. Uh, a lot of them do. <laughs> I will be saying a lot of them do now, but, uh, you know, there are some really disgruntled people, and one of them were really mad about me mentioning the existence of 9-11, even though I literally lived through it. So that's how I... That all ties together. Speaking of which, please follow the Ball and Out Patreon. If you aren't already for $5 a month, you get a whole four other podcasts. We are finally wrapping up our Helsing epic. Hopefully, you guys will vote for a shorter show next week. And I know you love to vote. Vote blue no matter who. We'll uh, probably discuss today what's going up there. So check that out. And that's been us for this week. Check you out next week. Ball it out. Soon. Yeah. <laughs>